0: Yo, it's Monday, sometimes you have to, but today we get to, that's the best part, we're talking about a little drama around VW and Scout, talking about Trader Joe's, and talking about dealers prioritizing parts. Hey. Parts. Hey. I, hey. Didn't, I didn't run out of time I today. I already parts. People, I, like I mean, people prioritizing parts would have been a better, like, yeah, little thing right there, but it's Monday morning, <laughs> so we went, we went, with, we went good. with dealers.
1: Yo, what a Monday morning. Yo, <sighs> feels like first morning. Monday in March. I don't know why that just feels good to me. Is it? Oh, I guess Yesterday. Yeah, Paul, get this. Get this. <laughs> you want to hear something wild? I, of course I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm reminiscing on the fact that I believe we talked about, the last time I talked about mowing was in December. Oh. And now, first weekend in March, I have mowed oh, my you did. lawn. <laughs> and it was Absolutely necessary. Like I was midway through mowing the lawn thinking if I wait another week, this would it's have been over. hard.
0: It's over. I have no <laughs> idea what that's like. The last time I mowed my lawn was probably October. And I'll probably get to mow it again in like May, maybe April. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the small benefits of having a frozen tundra for your home six months out of the year is that the, the mowing is minimized. Man, there was like, this weekend was was one of those where it feels like, the, the ramp up is coming, right? There's like this anticipation when we were texting about some flight schedules and visiting some dealers, but like, I'm realizing Man, like the wave is swelling and it's about yesterday to be was
1: exactly one month away from us being in Arlington throwing down oh, live tonight.
0: Snap. That's right. April Whoa. 5th. We have less than a month. Oh my gosh. This is going to go like that. Whoa. It's practically Tomorrow. <laughs> It's practically yep. tomorrow. Hey, we're going to be in Arlington for our Soda X uh, world tour. We'll just call it a Soto X. But in Arlington, we're going to do our Sodu Live Tonight Show. We're visiting three dealers. We're going to tell you more about them soon. But if you circle... Uh, April 5th on your calendar. And if you can get to Arlington, we would love to have you there to be part of uh, some workshops and a live studio audience for a taping of a show very similar to the year End extravaganza. We're going to wear suits. We're going to have a band with us. We're going to learn a lot from some amazing dealers and executives. We're going to have a game show, do giveaways. I mean, why would not you want to be at this event? Let's go. I don't, know. Go. I don't go. know why, but uh, let's talk about some news today. We have a uh, so, some things unfolding. Some things, I guess we'll call it that. Uh, it is confirmed now that the VW Group will be building a two billion dollar EV manufacturing plant to produce vehicles for its new Scout brand near Columbia, South Carolina, creating four thousand jobs and uh, producing as many as two hundred thousand units. Per year. Uh, The final call to confirm that it was South Carolina was captured in a video of Scott Keogh, who I might add looked a little bit like Steve Rossler when he was like kind of like just standing there with his head down. I was like, is that Steve? Oh, it's Scott Keogh. Um, So, Scout released this video. He's on one side, you know, on the phone. And then there's just, like, this whole group of officials just hanging it's a, out. Did you watch it?
1: Because it is it is literally, like, I was like, this looks like draft day. Yeah. Like, are we – like, this guy's getting a call. This The people are celebrating. You got the back office and, you know, and everything. And everybody's like, yeah, hey, well, we the part, got it. The part, it, of it
0: part of it that was kind of funny is, like, it's obviously planned. Right, because you have right, without you have doubt, the yeah. drama of the both. like it's got the Scout logo on top of it, and then you have like you know twenty people in the frame surrounding the desk, like it's a photo. I was like, yeah, this is probably just how they roll every day. They're just hanging out in the governor's They're office, just hanging out around a out. conference, probably. and basically he <laughs> says, I know we're all busy, but I just want to say one word, and that's congratulations. Right, and everybody uh, gets <gasps> excited for yeah. that coming groundbreaking set for mid twenty twenty three with production starting in twenty twenty six from uh, Scott Keogh, CEO. Scott Keogh's post LinkedIn announcement. He said the nineteen sixty the original Scout revolutionized what it meant to go places, what it means to see the world from the driver's seat. When it started in 1960, what started in 1960 comes full circle today. Scout is once again, reimagining the adventures that an off-road vehicle can deliver only this time with an electric platform. I love this last line. Today, we are closer than ever to putting an important American icon on the road. When he's talking about like American iconic vehicles coming back. Look, you know, everybody in this audience is asking one question. What's the question, Kyle? We didn't even talk about this, but you know the question. So, what about the dealers? What about the dealers? dealers? (laughs) There has been zero mention of whether or not the vehicles would be available through the network of Volkswagen dealers. However, you go to the social posts and seen a lot of commentary on that. I mean, there's a lot of talk that like this is a very possibility that they could leverage the VW network to have an unprecedented EV brand launch. Um, I don't. There's no other EV brand right? That was developed as a sub brand,
1: sole EV brand that has launched with a dealer network. And the dealers, every dealer that I've talked to has said, we are pressing VW and scout to say, we want to be a part of this. We actually, we think we can sell this. We can do a good job here, but like there has been no mention. And I've actually talked to a couple of people that have said like, it sounds like a plan to go direct to consumer. So Mm. we'll see how
0: And I wonder if even like for service, you think, you think of the advantage of having that network, even to service it or test drive it. I don't know. I don't know. Scott you obviously very well respected amongst dealer circles, right? We're not talking about an executive coming in just to like trash the dealer network. Scott spent years and decades of his career building the dealer network and becoming a champion of it. So, um, just leave it to VW to like, kind of like brand play their way through it. Like they're just good at brand period.
1: They are. They're, They're good, good are. at brand. Well, speaking of a dealer network.
0: Segway. I was wondering how that was going to come out. I was like, I can't. Boom. You did it. You did it. Can't do it. There it is. Okay. There it is. And it, go ahead. You can do it. You want me to do it? You do. You, you do got it. it. Go, okay. go, go. In an effort to help parts departments uh, move through back orders and continued shortages to keep customers on the road, Kia had introduced a D2D Express program, dealership to dealership parts program that automates the ins- and incentivizes dealers to get back ordered parts directly from other dealers and seven months later. Now the program is showing huge success in, in the way of a fourfold return, uh, or a fourfold increase in people getting back on the road faster. Uh, here's a quote from the automotive news article. The program allows a dealership to look at Kia's national parts ordering system to find where a component may exist. And Kia will handle the expedited shipping cost and incentivize the dealer selling the part by giving them an additional 15% of the price. Um, GM, Honda, Stellantis have programs similar. But the takeaway, right, this is like people working together, which is why I we're mean, excited.
1: This <laughs> is what kind of blows my mind is, is okay, there's four brands that are mentioned. I don't know if there are others that that have done this. But does it not seem – Ridiculous that this <laughs> hasn't been thought of before. I I it's thought like, that so the moment
0: I rose read the article, that was my first. Right. Thought. So what you're saying
1: is we've got this network of warehouses across the country, four or five in every single city that are warehousing parts, and I. speed you can you, to can, get o- it to you a can only customer. get it to the
0: from the one place. Yeah. Now, granted, they did put the program in place seven months ago, and now it's like revisiting the success of the program. This is a great example of how the industry needs to break down the old way we've been doing things and prioritizing the most important thing, which is the customer experience. And if somebody is in their Kia and it's broken and they bought it new and it's waiting for a backordered part, guess what? What do you think their brand experience with Kia is doing? Going up or going down?
1: Just skyrocketing. It's going, especially with, yeah, just way better. This is what's crazy. We've been doing dealer trades on new cars for years and years and years and years and years. This this seems like a logical step for the other piece of inventory that you have sitting on the lot. There's right? a lot of
0: there's a lot of conversation uh, going on around fix stops and parts, we are kind of doubling down on our desire to give fix stops and parts some love in the Sotoverse. We want more you, yeah. you all, in this network, and we're going to talk about it more. We're actually uh, likely going to be on the ground in Orlando sometime in the middle of the year at a fixed stops and parts conference. Yes, our very first parts conference. We'll tell you more about that if love and when that it. comes together. But the bottom line is this is that everyone in the store, every department, has to work to make the customer experience amazing and fix Stops and Parts is in there every day, slugging it out. Parts department doesn't have any windows and they're still smiling and they're still crushing it. <laughs>
1: It doesn't have any windows. Well, no, windows That's to the what? outside. It's they so have service true. windows. It's so true. Why does that always windows? happen?
0: I mean, <laughs> poor guys. Put them on the edge. Put them on the edge. Right, right? <laughs> customer interest. Some of them. Right. Make it more like a Napa. I don't know. Now we're now we're consulting go. on building design. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Speaking of beautiful buildings, Ooh. Stop. Segway time.
1: And you'll know if you've ever been to a Trader Joe's why this makes a whole lot of sense for me to space. speaking of beautiful buildings, because they always have the customer in mind when they build, especially their their they uh, they're just like one off rooftops uh, that are standalone. So a retail wire feature on the grocery chain, Trader Joe's gives a peek behind the curtain from the inside Trader Joe's podcast. Yes. Love Trader that. Joe's a grocery store has a podcast. Can you do that? Talking. can you do that? <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? Talking about why is an extreme loyalty and some of of some and has become an example of great company culture. The secret sauce, according to Ty, a guy, a store manager in Colorado, is get this not pay plans or pensions or company cars. It's hiring nice people who really love people Put it you know on what i'm saying bah, 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 bah. he has the shirt on <laughs> oh man yes. oh man oh man it's it's absolutely great you you pulled out a few qu- quotes from this because it was like every single thing just draws a straight line to the industry that we're in no and and the idea of going hey look we're going to we're going to leverage people to create the great company culture instead of like trying to pack all these things in that, that amplify or try to try to make a company culture great. Um, and man.
0: So, so first of all, we skipped over what well, we didn't skip over. we breezed past it, but Trader Joe's has a podcast where they talk about their culture and their operations. That is a piece of our advice to every organization out there, whether you're listening and you're a dealership or you're an industry partner, right? It is great to make organic content. Yeah, maybe you won't get covered in retail wire, but maybe you will. But the most important thing is you will be reminding yourself and your people What is important to you? So some quotes from this, um, it says, it's hard to talk about Trader Joe's without talking about love because if you talk to anyone about Trader Joe's, they eventually mention it. They love a product. They love shopping at our stores. But a lot of it is they love working here. And that's what makes the culture. Another quote, um, the goal is to hire. Okay, lean in on this because everyone's talking about hiring. Who do I hire? How do I find them? To hire nice, kind, empathetic individuals and turn them loose. Right. You got to hire the people with that demeanor and then you let them go. Yeah, um, and he says, we hired you for a reason. We hired you for you. You don't have to become something you're not right or transform you into something that is Trader Joe's. Funny how that works. Uh, here's one more that I I, I need to read. And this is something go. that is a little bit of our, our vision for, for the automotive industry, Kyle, that you put so eloquently. He said, people who express their love for Trader Joe's in the application are the ones that really catch our eye. They put a couple sentences about why they want to work here. They shop with us for years. They grew up on Trader Joe's. And he says that's important. There's a little something, Kyle, about us getting to the place where people have that belief and experience. Innate
1: desire. Dealers to be a part of the culture that they've seen and experienced growing up or doing business with this innate desire to go, I've done business with, or I've experienced, or I've watched other people fall in love with that industry or that, or that company that I would so much desire to be a part of that culture. Mm. Mm. Ring a bell. Well, you know, we,
0: we see, see that a lot of the great operators across the country who have this culture, they get so many people that want to work there from people who have like done business there, bought a car there, fixed, you know, car there or talked to someone else who did that. So like when you invest in your company culture or your facility or focus on customer experience, you're not just selling a car, right? You're recruiting at the same time, and you're building your yep. culture at the same time. Um, so this retail wire, you can click through it. We put all the, the links to what we talk about in the show notes. Uh, so I, I like to read through the comments and retail wire has one of the best comment sections anywhere else. Cause they vet the people who comment, which is a good thing. Um, one executive commented on the West coast. If you want great customer centric talent, you look for people that have worked at in N out burger or trader Joe's. So little yep. tip for you. If you're a dealer and you're trying to find great, empathetic, kind people, start shopping I'm at Trader Joe's and building some relationships. You there you go. Imagine if one day there was an
1: article in oh, Retail Wire in future, about man. auto and everybody was like, if you're in the U.S. and you want great Customer-centric talent. You look for people that work in car business. What if that was the case?
0: That's on its way. Hey, that's the future we're working to. Uh, That's why you are here. That's why we're all here is to make this industry uh, a beacon for what it actually is, is an industry that loves people more than it loves cars. Go get your Monday.